You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Karen Dolphin. And I'm Sarah Valenius. And today we'll discuss if the hype around the Zika virus in Rio was warranted. So, in the lead-up to the Rio Olympics, a lot of media attention was focused on a mysterious virus called Zika. There was a fear that the Olympics could cause a spread of the virus worldwide by all the participants and athletes attending the event hosted in the hot zone of the mosquito-borne disease. There were even calls for the IOC and the local organizers to move or postpone the Games, but researchers studying Zika and expert agencies like the World Health Organization insisted the fears were unfounded. Still, some athletes claimed the fear of Zika to be the reason not to participate in the Games. The United States goalkeeper Hope Solo stirred a lot of anger amongst the Brazilian hosts by tweeting out her fear of the virus a few weeks before going to the Olympic Games. So, what is this menacing virus all about? Zika is a virus that's actually been around for a long time. It was discovered in Uganda in the 40s. But the recent outbreak in South America and the timing with the Olympics in Rio has really made it a hot topic. It's carried by the Aedes aegypti mosquito. And it's the female, and they usually bite and are more, more active during the day. There's recently been confirmed cases through sexual transmission as well. But the symptoms of Zika are actually usually quite mild, like fever, joint pain, itching, rash, conjunctivitis, or like pink eye. So some people aren't reporting symptoms at all. So it's quite possible that you'd have the virus and you wouldn't actually know about it. And if you do have symptoms, they'd usually just last for about two to seven days. So it's such a mild disease type, it's certainly generated an awful lot of hype. Has there been hype around mega events and diseases before? Yes, this was definitely not the first time there has been a mass worry and panic before a major sporting event. For instance, the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2003 was moved from China to the US because of a SARS outbreak a couple of months before the tournament. But the day after FIFA had taken the decision, the number of new cases already dropped to single digits, and China could therefore host the tournament four years later. A few years later, there was a fear that the Olympics in Beijing 2008 would cause a huge influenza pandemic caused by the menacing bird flu. But there has not only been worries about sporting events in Asia. Before the London Olympics, there were concerns, especially in the media, that the mass gathering of people would have severe consequences. But the anxieties did not turn out to be necessary, since there were no major outbreaks of diseases reported. Although there is some truth in this fear. Whenever a lot of people get together, there is a higher risk of diseases to spread, especially the highly contagious ones. One example of this was a measles outbreak coming from visitors of the Winter Olympics in Vancouver 2010. This led to an outbreak in British Columbia. But the threat is also in the reverse direction. The same year, the host for the FIFA World Cup 2010, South Africa, was experiencing a measles outbreak, which led to several visitors later being diagnosed with illness once they got back to their home countries. In a study by Harvard University, researchers evaluated the illnesses that were posing the greatest risk to the fans attending the FIFA World Cup in Brazil 2014. 
They concluded that the leading cause of illness in travelers returning from Brazil between 97 and 2013 had been skin worms, particularly the one called cutaneous larva migrants. To keep track of potential outbreaks, there is now a useful online surveillance tool called the Health Map. With this Health Map, you can follow what diseases that are currently flaring up in different areas of the world, and by doing that, you can keep track where the spectators and participants are coming from. It was for instance used for the Rugby World Cup 2011 in New Zealand to prevent the spread of diseases and to prepare the healthcare system in the host country. So, let's go through the advice that was actually given to travellers before going to Rio. Generally, it's by prevention techniques, like covering up with long sleeve shirts and trousers, using um, insect repellents, uh, especially those containing DEET, uh, keeping your doors and windows closed, and using air conditioning all to get rid of the mosquitoes. Because of the link of Zika with microcephaly, though, uh, that's a deformity where the baby is born with a smaller head, there were precautions for pregnant women, or those who thought they may get pregnant. So the advice here was not to travel to Rio if you were currently pregnant, and couples or women planning a pregnancy, uh, living or returning from areas where transmission of Zika virus was occurring, were strongly recommended to wait at least eight weeks before trying to conceive. And if the male partner was symptomatic, this um, was pushed to six months. Now, maybe the microcephaly is the biggest reason for the hype, especially since we know that after the athletes have finished competing, that things can get a bit wild in the athlete's village. It was reported that 150,000 condoms were given out to the athletes in London 2012, and the figure for Rio is somewhere in the region of 450,000. So with this in mind, the Centre for Disease Control and Prevention said that there is a correlation between Zika and birth defects. Now there's been some other theories going around, like it could be due to a mosquito also carrying Wolbachia bacteria, it could be due to genetically modified mosquitoes or insecticides that have been used to halt the spread of the Zika-carrying mozzies. But these methods might be the culprits, but there's no evidence or link to say that that's actually the fact. So how many cases of Zika were confirmed during or after the Games? Well, zero. No cases have been reported since the travellers and athletes have returned to their home countries. So you mean no one was infected by the virus? Well, we can't really say that. Because the symptoms are so mild, people may have been infected but not actually noticed. And you do need a blood test to confirm the presence of Zika antibodies to actually know that you've had the virus. So how come when there's been such a media frenzy before, why weren't there any cases of Zika during the Games? Well, there's two likely reasons for this. One, it's winter in Brazil, so the weather was much cooler and drier than in the summer months. And because the Brazilian government also carried out quite aggressive vector control activities before the Games, like eliminating all standing water to get rid of the mosquito breeding grounds, and using insecticides to kill the larvae, and also releasing genetically modified mosquitoes so that the offspring don't survive. While it's important to be careful, um, especially with regards to pregnancy and the virus, we shouldn't really let media attention escalate so much and, and overestimate its prevalence. What travellers should have been more worried about was safe food, 
and water consumption and good hand washing and hygiene practices. Well, let's just say it's going to be interesting what the fair will be leading up to the Olympic Games in Tokyo 2020. Yeah, let's see. That's all from us. Sayonara! Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.